2: Welcome
0: to the Sneaker History Podcast.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. You're joining the Three Musketeers on a very fun episode. Myself, roa and Mike. How you two feeling?
1: No, well, sleepy, but good.
2: <laughs> What's your dwarf symptom, roa
3: I uh, will be dopey based on dopey. the audio issues that I had coming into this and also just my general malaise and lack of an appearance on this podcast for about a couple of weeks now. So I'll go with dopey. Are you Doc or are you happy? Because I feel you're happy.
2: I'm happy. I'll be happy. Um, I was trying to think about what their names were and happy was the only other one I could think of. So sometimes, pirinas, right here. <laughs> yeah. no, sometimes you have no other choice but then to be happy. He's got to choose happiness. <laughs> and
1: then right I like mean, us. let's see.
3: Sneezy, Doc, Bashful. I, I don't think you've ever been bashful in your life. It's one of the things I admire about you.
1: Yeah, grumpy. You guys
2: don't know. I'm grumpy yeah. for that one's regular.
1: i <laughs> On the reg. <laughs> um,
2: on the regular. And like when you think you're gonna get a pair of panda dunks in the morning and you don't get no panda dunks. You I don't mean have
1: those
2: yet? L- l- let's start there because we're gonna get to rocking and copping. We're gonna get to a couple different very fun topics today. But one thing I keep seeing in our fantastic discord and across the sneaker internet altogether is the collective hate of Panda dunks. And what's (laughs) so funny to me about that is so many people, especially when I was in New York or when you see any like con photos, how many people are walking around wearing the exact same rare shoes? There's like 20 dudes were wearing the exact same rare shoes. Air Jordans. Oh, Travis Scott fours. I got this heat on. There's like 20 other guys wearing the exact same fucking shoe. As you. <laughs> no, and you paid resale for, and you paid crazy money for that. Mm-hmm. Every time I see like a preteen, uh, a, a, a dad, a mom, um, a young collector, an older enthusiast, Panda Dunks are for everybody. It's a simple black and white dunk for a reason. That shoe's approachable. Quit the slander. You're not wearing them. Don't wear them. Who cares if you don't like them? But, like, don't don't hate on people. You know, what I'm talking about right? all the videos of like, you know, there's like 15 people at like Universal Studios all wearing the same shoes. Like, so what? Mm. I guess let them live, I guess. They're happy <laughs> and you're hateful right now. That's all I hate, Hate,
3: hate, hate, hate. No, I was going <laughs> to say, if you're happy and you know it, wear some dunks.
2: Even, guns, well, so <laughs> Well played.
3: Yeah, and uh, to kind of give you a segue, if you will, from a rocking and copping perspective, it's always been a dream of mine to attend one of those cons with the most general of releases, and then I thought about it some more, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wear what I recently copped, which in lieu Hello? of a certain holiday, the Father's Day Monarch.
1: That's what hey, I'm going to do. The Air Dad Because one. at
3: the end of the day, what, what, I'm going to get judged by 18 of you wearing the same exact uh, practice fours like Robbie's saying? Yeah. Yeah. You guys totally get the whole concept of sneaker culture, idiots.
2: Who bought you those, or or, or is that a self present?
3: It was a self present because at the employee store these are a minimal thirty five dollars per pair. So I almost bought two, just because I figured that truly would be the dad move. Just have one to rock and one to stock.
2: No nah, okay. man, you gotta have one Keep to rock, eyes. one to do housework. <laughs> you gotta get one beat. You gotta go like just beat the hell out of one. Like, cooked monarchs and one clean monarch. Yes.
3: No, I'm still waiting for the What the Monarch, if it ever comes. And as for, uh, that's what I cop, what I rocked, because we've been going back to campus recently, although I don't know where that pair is exactly in my room. I got the Kobe 11 HTMs, the Tinker Hatfield black and red, gray colorway, which was inspired by the Cement 3s. Lovely this,
2: shoe. Very nice. I think I wore nice.
3: the trivia night that you facilitated, Robbie, which you did a fantastic job.
2: I think you did, too. That's one of my favorite-looking Kobe models, but so tight, the flyknit does not stretch in a bad way if you're trying to wear them casually. Um, it's tough. Mike, what you been rocking? Which look in the yeah. top? What's, so what's I, on your radar?
1: I guess the rocking will go first. It kind of, again, plays off the whole panda theme, but although I'm not a fan of panda dunks, nothing against them, just not for me, I will go ahead with the panda-looking Four, uh, which, Robbie, I think you got a pair of these as well. Uh, These were the PE that Iverson wore in Game 5 of the uh, 2001 Finals that has never released till now. So, shout out to Reebok for these. And Coppin, I actually got this for retail, which blows my mind. Uh, Didn't have to go through any hoops. I actually got it, I guess, when it dropped. And that was the Visionaire Jordan 1, which these things are actually really nice. Uh, Like, they have, like, a cracked leather effect. They have these, like, cool, like, faded black laces. The age, tongues, super nice shoe, and um, I just saw it, clicked on it, and got it with no issue. So, I think that was probably the best part of the whole thing.
2: Where'd you buy them from?
1: Uh, Oneness.
2: One shot, one try. Air Jordan one from Oneness. All he needs is one mic. One right? (laughs) Just one. one. (laughs) There's levels to that being so good. Um, So, Mike, is it leather on the highlighter Mm -hmm. portion, or what's the...
1: Yeah. It's all leather. Uh, of course it has the traditional you know, Chicago color blocking, but replaced the red with a bolt color. But as you read on the tag here, it says, please note natural cracks. Oh, Ew, lost it. Natural cracks seen on the upper is due to an, uh, a random crackle ink application they put on the leather. So all of it's leather, uh, I mean, it's nothing like, you know, the super premium leather, but it is actually decent. It's, can't complain about it, but it's all cracked and it's, it's not a super white like that um, heritage pair, which that's the reason I didn't buy yeah. it because it was just too bright. This one's kind yeah. of an off-white kind of cream color, but it, I don't even know if it's going to pick up on the camera, but you see, it, maybe, you see some crackles all through all of it, which gives me the idea that it's going to probably fade over time and give it kind of more of a worn-in look, which I think is really cool. Just kind of like dull that bolt after a while, gives it just a whole different look.
2: That's and awesome. I'm
3: intrigued by the fact that Volt can be dull, so please right? kind of keep, the, keep the maturation of the shoe on ice, if you will.
2: Start calling that shit dolt. Dolt.
3: Dolt. That's for anybody that missed out on that colorway. They were adult.
2: I asked about it because there was that Air Jordan One from him, I think two years ago that had like a highlighter yellow and like sunflower. Oh yellow.
1: yeah, the Volt Golds.
2: Yeah, Volt Golds. So I was curious mm-hmm. what that material was on those. Those are clean. I didn't know those had dropped yet. I think like Oneness may have dropped this those.
1: neighborhood drops, apparently, like the Rebellionaires, where there's nothing on sneakers at this point, if there ever will be. So I guess there might cool. just be kind of a time frame where Nike mm-hmm. gives the, basically, hey, you have the capability of deciding when you're going to drop these because a few days ago, I I think uh, Undefeated just dropped them as well, and they I think oh. they kind of hung around for a little while as well.
2: Very cool, very cool. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. And, I mean, in the interest of uh, general shoes, uh, what's more general than a pair of fucking red Chucks? So that's what I wore um, yesterday. I actually wore today my uh, my Woodstock pair, my mm-hmm. Woodstock from Peanuts, Chuck 70s. Um, and I meant to bring them back upstairs to record, but I left them behind the couch. But I wore these the day before, so that counts, right? And, and yep. what's funny about the whole pan? We'll keep the panda dunk theme going. I never see people in this red Chuck 70s. So probably the cheapest option of all those shoes are, are these, and uh, no one ever wears them. They're incredibly comfortable. They're never going out of style. I wish I had a pair of low top Chuck 70s. I don't have any lows. I have like five pairs of high top ones though, and I I can't let go. They're they're great to bike in. I enjoy riding my bike. Ankle protection. Them. They are ankle protection and I have like a crappy left ankle nowadays. So it feels very good. I, I dig it. <laughs> and actually, um, when it comes to copping, uh, Mike mentioned already that answer for game five of the NBA finals edition. I got a pair of those two. Very, very cool shoe. Um, I'm actually looking for one that dropped earlier this month, earlier in June. Uh, Tyler, the creator has been stuck in my head for like a week now. He is heavily featured on my playlist in New York. And, of course, that new 21 Savage song that came out, um, cash in, cash out, cash in, yeah. cash out. And then Tyler comes in, and it's just like, uh, what do you say? He says, "Purring at, and uh, kitty cat purrin'. It's just like genius levels, uh, hilarious. Shout out to uh, Jacques Slate for being his teacher in high school. It's a crazy story and random connection. But um, I bring that up because he had a second, like a 2.0 version of his gulf Lafleur, um glf 2.0 as converse is calling it dropped earlier in the month and i'm really into that man i like how he keeps releasing shoes that feel like they're for him right i mean they're for his people who like converse and they like tyler but like most of the stuff he does he does it for himself and if anyone else likes it great and if they don't kind of like two big middle fingers and he's in a keep doing what he wants to do so that that's what i really like about it um and the calculation i i should preface by saying i wish i had a pair of travis scott fours um <laughs> i really do it's a gorgeous shoe i'm gonna keep using it uh, in a negative context but i really do like that shoe um you'll see so much you know this travis scott stuff everywhere and he's a mega artist i get it the jordan stuff is fantastic but then he had these like quaint little Converse Gulf of Floors. They come in like a nice little, like, um, rattan looking brown, uh, vulcanized rubber looking sole. Um, mm-hmm. His branding on the insole. Um, just super. It reminds me of just like an outfit he wore with like a crazy sweater and a pair of blue jeans. Them just like really simple. And the shoes kind of speak that same design language. You can get a pair now at converse.com. Uh, but just an artist I've been listening to a lot of recently and as brought back to his foot game, like, man, he does not give a crap if these things sell or not. And it's not like a negative thing or like, you know, fronting on the shoe, just he does what he wants to do. For and that's, what that's what it's yeah. so cool. It's so cool, man. Like it feels so much less calculated though. It's probably the lack of calculations, probably very calculated, but <sighs> to make that calculation is calculated. Nonetheless. He's so. the kid
1: who just doesn't study for his test and still comes up with a 100 every time. That's what it sounds like.
2: It does. I mean, that's one of my biggest myths, I think, of the past five years is not buying any of the one-star stuff. Like, I see yeah. the right colorways of that shoe, and it haunts me. Like, the pink one, particularly. Well, the I thought they were the good pool.
1: outlets. I was like, oh, I'll just put these up at outlet. I was completely utterly wrong.
2: And now the secondary market knows that people knows they messed up, so can't even get them playing ourselves uh, playing ourselves, man. Um, speaking of playing yourselves, I think this next story, one of our <laughs> few main topics here, uh, I think it's a lot of nothing. I think this whole Adidas slide 2.0 is a, it's called like an Addy something slide two. Yeah, and yeah, Addy let 22 and the Kanye West slide, the easy slide, Drama of Kanye, pretty much publicly lambasting Adidas, telling the you know the owner to call him or contact him and like straighten oh this God. out. Going all the way extra about it. I think it's much to do about nothing because when you look at the two shoes side by side, I was talking with a friend um, in New York about this particularly, and there's maybe like two or three percent. In our eyes, we were both talking about it like a three percent likeness. That shoe is baby, like babe, barely the baby of a Yeezy. It's like barely related. I don't see it. I don't see what it's about. Do you two? Do you two get it? Do you see the similarity? What's your
1: take? No, actually, to be fair, I mean fair, but to be honest, I like the Adilet better than the Yeezy Slide. I like that it's based off a topographical map, so we have these different layers that build up the shoe almost looks like 3D printing. A lot of people have been equated to something out of Minecraft, which I would have no knowledge of because I don't play that game, but it is what it is. Uh, but I don't really see besides, I guess, probably the material it may be used. Other than that, I don't see a likeness. But Robbie, just for an argument here, do you have your your uh, Wave Runners near you? If not, it's okay. Not close
2: just... enough for me to, to stretch Armstrong it, no.
1: Okay, so no, wait, the argument that? I was going to make was I think this may be a PR play for everybody because this has been sitting on Adidas' website for a hot minute and no one has said anything. The uh, Kanye hasn't said anything about this one or the Ozelia looks like his 700 V3s. Uh, all tubulars that have come out before. Seems like kind of a weird time to kind of have an outburst. So one of two things, one PR stunt, two – He's trying to get his way out of this contract to move on to something else or, you know, go back to Nike or whatever he's trying to do. I just that nothing's adding up to me for this to be an actual real argument because if that was the case, this would have been a fight back in twenty 2015, 2016.
3: I mean, I look at it this way. We were just talking about Tyler Creator, whose brand is no calculation. It's safe to say that this version of Kanye West is overly calculated, to say the least and everything has some sort of endgame in mind. I mean, my man has compared himself to visionaries like Walt Disney and Kevin Feige in the past, so why is he going to stop now? That being said, I'm probably the layman of the group. I don't think there's that much of a similarity, but, I mean, Kanye is going to Kanye, which at this point is, (laughs) look, everybody, I'm throwing a tantrum. That being said... uh, Okay, no, fair enough. It's one of those things where I keep thinking, like, to your point, Mike, what is there left for him to do at this point? Because he's proven he had the hottest shoe with Nike. He's proven he's had the hottest shoe with Adidas. And I think you're right. Like, he has to now prove to the world that he can do it with his own personally supplied infrastructure. So that's why he's getting out of the contract. But that's wild speculation on
1: my part.
2: Super hot take. Hot news goss. Hot well, goss. He doesn't, he doesn't wear it he does anymore. Colorado.
1: Have you guys noticed that? He doesn't wear no anything that from Yeezy brand when it comes to Adidas. He wears like the Yeezy Balenciaga Gap stuff or any of like the maybe some old boots and stuff. But he doesn't wear anything that has been put through the uh, the I guess the Adidas presence
3: i was gonna ask you guys this do you think at this point in time he cares more about apparel or footwear because i think what was once a very footwear dominated conversation when it came to his non-music output has been replaced by apparel and he's all about apparel and that's why i think maybe that is his focus he wants you to be drawn to the attention of the balenciaga colorways and the collaborations with gap more than he does any sort of shoe because the other thing kanye is famous for especially when it comes to his product is how he laments about the fact that they were so far created in terms of a lot of these shoes have been created 18 months ago and they're no longer capitalizing on the trends or the fashions of that moment. And with apparel, maybe that one way is a little bit smaller and hence that's why he's putting more eggs in that basket.
1: I think he achieves his goal. The goal for him, at least what it sounded like was to make, make sure there was a Yeezy in everyone's hands who's wanted them. And although sneakers are just kind of their own problem. Um, at this point, may not be the Yeezy you want, but there's a Yeezy for everybody because right now, if you go to Adidas' website, the 380, whatever color that is, uh, the black and brownish one, still sitting there. So his goal has been met, and I think he's moved on to the next thing. And with that, you say Rowett uh, apparel, that's kind of the next thing.
2: Yeah, it's interesting to think about how forward the designs were, and now we're know six years into said designs that were already premeditated months before that and they and they kind of are starting to feel a little old but Yeezy is just such it's on everybody's feet that was a really big takeaway from my vacation is just like there was people like doing fedex deliveries wearing triple black pirate blacks um you know 500 700s like people were Yeezys everywhere wearing them like There's enough to go around in so many different styles just to go with whatever it's feel. And maybe he is feeling like, all right, this is kind of tapped out. Let's move into the clothing thing. The Gap Balenciaga thing is wild because that's just, you know, a triple collab with him that can really, if this works or as it does work, it shows he can do that with really any other two brands in existence, it, it's just like he's really starting to see what possibilities lie in that apparel realm. I'm going to end on this with the Kanye shoe thing. In an interview, I need to go back and find the interview. He talks about how his 300, 350 design was supposed to kill the Roshi. The Roshi. Yep. Yeah, right? And it looks mm-hmm. like the Roshi. And guess what? I saw everybody wearing Yeezys and nobody wearing roshis <laughs> everywhere I go pretty much in life. So, like, mission success. But uh, to then be mad about, like, either design biting or unauthorized use of an idea you think you had before somebody. Let's just pump those brakes a little, Kanye. You, you, your entire Nike shoe is a mixture of other shoes. Your first Adidas thing is a literal self-explained like killer or like shoe of another Nike shoe. It's just like the I mean, tubular gets me too. Like, yeah. 500 just like, takes, so many
1: shoes or shoes takes like, soul kits from another Kobe uh, basketball shoe. So, I mean, his argument literally falls flat on his face.
3: But that's what we expect from him. I mean to the point that Robbie made, you killed the Roshi. No, the Roshi too killed the Roshi. Like you just happen to be there at the right place at the right time to say you're the winner.
2: That's also that's also a very good point, the Roshi too.
3: the only reason I bring that up was the last time I was on, I think my copping and rocking was the fact that there was a two-pack for the Iguana colorway, both the Roshi 1 and the Roshi 2. And my co-host, Mike Guillory, was like, don't you dare pay more than $100 total for that. And you're Wait. absolutely right. There, if Yeezy had killed the Roshi in, let's say, 2011, 2012, I give my hat to you, sir. You've done a fantastic job. Yeah. Who is clamoring for Roshis? right now in this moment except for your boy who was just happening to look at an ebay <laughs> and, and that's probably the sleepless nights of having a child but mike agrees with that but i don't buy it <laughs> to your point i think at this point it's i'm going to throw 15 hot takes against the wall whichever one sticks that's what i'm going to double down on and everything else i completely forgot
2: man i did not mean this to go into a roshi conversation but i forgot how good that iguana is. It was is
1: so, <laughs> man Actually, if they've if they retro roaches for sixty four ninety nine, your boy
2: would buy a couple pairs.
3: That's a- I would say this. The Roche Iguana colorway was the shoe that Kanye thought he could present to the world in terms of it was readily accessible, it mm. was cheap to make, and you could do a lot of things with it from a fashion collaboration perspective. So that's what he should aspire to do. And if I feel the wrath of the Kanye stands, that's great. You can follow me on Twitter at Nick Engval.
2: <laughs> it one sixty on stock acts for a pair of iguanas.
1: Not even close to happening. That is the most egregious thing. Who is that? Let's go find that person to slap them because
3: there better be a hundred dollar bill inside those Roshis
1: then, a- because that's exactly because of the
2: be <laughs> <'Cause with> hundred dollars <laughs> worth of pudding.
1: At least it's something. Better than a
2: 164 Roshi. The shoebox is full of rich chocolate ganache. Um, <laughs> that's wild, I think we need to do an episode soon of my starting five just Roshi colorways.
1: Oh, I
2: got you. Roshi yeah, one I mean, and I, two.
1: I would gladly do that.
3: I I was in Nike technology when we got the infamous Tinker design of one, so that's I'm probably one so really of those weird color... Uh, weird colors that you see in person you're like this really feels like it's mailed in and let me tell you when i was in the audience as that was happening it felt mailed in even then
2: <laughs> man the okay size seven and a half roshi iguana 225 ask ten and a half is 160 uh men's 11 150 nine and a half 178 and those are the only sizes available. That shoe is coveted. That show that shoe is rare. Holy crap, I forgot how good the Roshi Run France was. You remember that one? There was like a France and a Brazil, was like a whole yep. Yep. pack. That France one. Did that F B
1: like the neon yellow and light blue pair? When they did like the whole football pack?
2: <sighs> anyway,
3: I think Talking from one loudmouth from Chicago to the actual city of Chicago, Robbie, what did you have with the Jordan 1?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is where it gets tough because photos of the, the reimagined or redesigned or reflabbergasted I don't know, Air I mean Jordan 1 Chicago. I like
1: that word. I'm confused. using that
2: one. Re-confused. Um, <laughs> photos of it everywhere. We know it's coming. We see it. There's pilot traffic. You're like, there must be an accident up there. And as you get closer, you see that is, in fact, an accident. I mean, the Chicago one is, I mean, in my top five of Air Jordan model colorways of all time, it's one of the more important shoes, I think, ever. Obviously, the bread gets the, the lion's share of the excitement when it comes to OG Air Jordan ones. But I think the Chicago one is infinitely is better. In terms of, co- like, it, it it invented that color blocking, really. Um, like a three color yeah. color blocking. I mean, I get the dunk. It's all based around the dunk. 85 was a very big year for blocking of colors, of panels, of Nike shoes. Um, yeah. But it's that original one, I think, just does one of the coolest jobs ever. I don't even know when it releases or when it's supposed to. October. Right. I think it's like fall time. October
3: yeah. 29th on sneakers per Nice Kicks. Right, no. that's why I,
2: I'm not even trying to be concerned with a release date in June.
3: You
1: no, know, not at this point, but I, I mean, love friend of the podcast, yeah, of course, but uh, if you guys want to see pictures which and get actual information, uh, friend of the podcast, Mr. Unloved Ones, he uh, is always really good about putting legitimate information out there, and he will like because he, he knows things we don't know of course because he, he, he has contacts we don't have but he will tell you yes or no to things like when pictures are out and he's been pretty um, pretty adamant that the ones that are out now that we've been seeing are actual product photos of the, of the shoe at this point and um, a lot of what people are getting confused and I've even heard it on I think I was listening to the complex sneaker or yeah complex sneaker podcast they even got it wrong where there a lot of people are calling it the Re uh, reimagine '85, but according to to Kenneth, he was he's saying that no, this is a reimagine pack. They're doing a whole reimagine theme where it started with the bread, uh, the patent breads going to these, uh, red, uh, these really used or, or vintage looking, uh, one the Chicago's, and it's gonna have a cuss a couple more from there. But a year or two down the line, or a couple years down the line, we're gonna get an actual '85 high supposedly. So these are two different shoes, and people are getting them confused. But, I mean, I, I like the Chicago. I mean, it really it reutilizes the Nigel Sylvester midsole and the sole kit. If you look at it, same same sole kit, utilize that same crack pattern I showed on the um, Visionaires, and it's cool. I'm gonna try to get a pair, but I'm not getting, I'm not holding my breath on it, you know.
3: This is how I know I'm officially back on the podcast. Whoever wants my pass for this shoe on sneakers, you guys can have it. I'm just not necessarily a fan of that artificial age look, but it's a good shoe. And I'm really interested to see what else comes out of this pack that, like you had mentioned, Mr. Loved Ones is kind of serving as a Woodward and Bernstein for. Mm -hmm.
2: He knows exactly what he's talking about, but I mean, it's still just too early, like. Talk to me. Talk to me.
1: Other things between now and
2: then. Talk to me in August, maybe. Too much, (laughs) too many shoes. Um, I mean, speaking of too many shoes, here's a little bit of something new and something old. Still about Jordan Brand, though. Still involving a Jordan One, also. So Zion just released official images with Jordan Brand of his second signature shoe, the Zion Two. Featuring a nice big old strap to keep that big boy in that shoe. Very cool, voodoo y, great colorway to release with it. But what really got my eye, and I'm sure a lot of other collectors' eyes, is this Air Jordan 1 Voodoo he has releasing alongside the Zion yeah. 2. I think the shoe looks crazy. I mean, obviously the logoing, the decal on the heel super cool but just it's a fresh a legitimately fresh looking colorway i have not seen a shoe with that combination i mean r- really in those materials either um, yeah. i don't think ever on a jordan one and that's what got me really ex- excited it's hard to find brand new looks that really get me like damn that's super duke that's super cool mm. and these jordan one low has got me thinking that way too and the Zion 2 is great also The the second signature model i think looks better than the first um probably mm-hmm. can perform very well but that that jordan one low is a is a banger
1: yeah no yes, i
3: mean and i'm reading the yeah, go ahead mike no no go for it go for it i was just gonna say to your point i got intrigued by the pictures you had posted robbie and to say that it's got hemp canvas and suede materials, that's something I would expect from a Nike SB, not necessarily a Jordan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm amped about this. I think it looks fantastic and I'm all for a shoe that not only makes this man look stylish off the court, but if the Zion 2 can keep this guy on the court, I think it's a win-win for us as basketball fans as well.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what I was going to go with that, talking about being on the court, off the court. I think, I mean, of course Jordan 1s already have garnered their own attention, but I'm more excited about that because I feel like I'm never going to see this guy play basketball ever again, just because it's been so long, so I mean, I don't want to Greg all them the i I mean, you know, it, man, between I'll hold those straps and the shoe shoot, keep them away from the gumbo in New Orleans. So, sir, come on, if
3: there's a thing, <laughs> to, if there's a thing to binge on in New Orleans, it's those beignets from Cafe Dumont, but those two
1: they need to have a no Zion sign all up and down Bourbon Street. Like, sir, you cannot eat until you go through a whole season, you eat vegetable somewhere. No, 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 but I mean, I do, the thing
3: I kind of get struck by is the fact that we're tying a colorway to this concept of voodoo, because to Mike's point, there have been some injury-related problems, so I'm hoping that Nike's employment of this reverse jinx works out in our benefit, because yeah, we want to see this guy catch oops, we want to see this guy become the spiritual successor to a young Charles Barkley that we all know that he's capable of, and he's not fat, he is thick. And if you think he is fat, you're thick as well, but in a different kind of way. Robbie, take us before I continue to ramble.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, I typically don't like weird, not weird, but this abnormal stitching on my Jordans. Like, I like structurally, for the most part, the shoe to still be the shoe. And it's maybe play with the materials, play with, you know, the tag. The tag on this voodoo low is flipped upside down, which is very cool. Very common nowadays, actually. But just like, normally the stitching does not talk to me. The stitching on the main swoosh looks good. On the front quarter panel looks good. There's a reverse swoosh on the toe box, a reverse mini swoosh. I think think that's also very nice. And the Zion 2, just before we completely leave, there's elements of the Jordan 6 in there. I'm picking up a lot Mm -hmm. of... Oh, there's a Team Jordan from like 2007. I need to go find the name of it. It has some elements of that in a good way. Um the it, it looks like a really good shoe. Uh more press photos will be coming out here, but it's for my money, I think that that Zion 2 is looking pretty pretty uh pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good. Um
1: pretty pretty good. Pretty pretty good. I kind of wish that they would have like held off nice on the normal Colorway away until the Zion twos because I feel like that was just kind of a flash in the pan and like it came and went and no one really talked about those. I mean, we did, but I don't know. But that's
3: also playing into the love of one of our co-hosts, love of Naruto and like Robbie killed that soliloquy to it. My sneaker guys, is it wrong of me to think that this also has a little bit of that Bo Jackson trainer feel to it, mm-hmm. especially with the strap on from the Zion two?
1: Yeah, I can see that.
2: There's some of that in there. I can see that.
3: Yeah, because in another regard, I could see Zion become Bo for this new generation in terms of the fact that this man's athleticism is the stuff of legends, and it's one of those things, as we tell future generations about it, I think people wouldn't necessarily believe us unless there's footage there. So once again, basketball gods, please keep this kid healthy, because we want to see him capitalize on his potential. I beg you.
2: Please. Speaking of potential, let's go ahead and end on this last shoe. Um I think it has the most potential for a supreme release and a couple shoes. The dunks didn't speak to me. Um, a, a lot of these recent Supreme shoes have not spoken to me, but this new crop of Nike Shocks, I believe in four different colorways, got me feeling some kind of way. They have the Shock Ride 2. Ride 2 is the model. And pretty simple, white, green, black, or red. But where I think it's really cool, and I can't be the only person here, they chose to put the Supreme branding on the actual shocks itself, which is incredibly fucking cool. And why I think that's extra cool is can you imagine, like, this, the factory at Nike, I mean, in Taiwan or wherever it is, is just printing Supreme on the little shocks. Such a funny, like, mental image to me. I don't know why, but it's like that <laughs> step of the process. I thought yeah, if very... You can't
3: beat him. Join him is how I look <laughs> at it. The o- the only issue I have, and maybe this is me being a bit of a traditionalist. I wish the Supreme Shock Pillars were red on all the colorways because I just there's just something about the iconic um, red and white. Um, I
1: can see that. I hate Nike Shocks with the passion. So. Um... This means absolutely nothing to me in any way or form. They need to have a ride to the trash can. That's what they need to do.
2: I mean, if either one of you, uh, I mean, Supreme is just so hard. I don't care how bots are so good at hitting on Supreme. Like, I have email. I have all the alerts on Earth, and I still never get there in time. Um, these are fire. So, Mike, if you don't like, did, did you truck, know while you were there? I mean, I, I walked past it. I didn't need... So. I shop enough, I have what you call a problem. So when I'm (laughs) on vacation, I typically don't buy really anything for myself. Like I don't like I came with a suitcase and a half full of fucking fresh fit fresh clothing I just bought. I don't need to buy any more when I'm there. Um, but Mike, so if you don't like shocks, which one of these four, if you had to wear one, is your favorite colorway?
1: Um Isn't there like a like an olive green? Color like is green with yeah. bolt swoosh. That that be it. I'm a sucker again for the olive green. You mix the bolt swoosh in it. That reminds me of some of the old, uh, some of the old Air Max uh, 2011. One of those colorways they had back in the day.
2: What about you, Roy? Which one do you like of the four?
1: Now, if Mike took the olive one off
3: the board, as much as I like the all red, I'll go with the traditional white and red. I think it gives me Supreme 98. Air Max 98 Supreme vibes, so I'll go with that because I have a pair of those shoes, so if I were able to hit on one of these, I'd want to complete the set, in a sense.
2: Nice. Man, you two chose my favorite, then my second favorite. The red would have to be my third. If I had the third pick, and it's red or black, go with that red. I really want these now. Fuck. I, wish, like, I didn't even really care that much. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at them for so long, like, those are really good. Listeners, clean. please help Robbie achieve this goal. He doesn't oh, well. ask for much. Yeah, I mean... I got what you call a problem, so I don't really don't need these, but
1: look it good. Look, if you in his size, I'm sure he'll have something to trade you as well. This man has what like they call just a heat locker in his nice California closet, that he has plenty of things collecting dust that are still DS. Yes, he would gladly trade you for
2: i call it the Hurt Locker. There's a lot of grenades in there, too. A lot, a lot of not that cool. See, Bom. now all
3: I can think of is Danielle in the Hurt Locker suit just carefully walking to the closet, and you're like, Danielle, give me some Jordan 1s, and she's slowly but surely opening the door. She
1: said, no, not this one!
3: <laughs> waddling
1: in, taking it out. He's like little grab hand things, like you have them in your yes. kid. She's trying to grab the
2: one, eh. <laughs> like, So, I mean, here's just like a really, here's a parting thought for our listeners, and I, I want our listeners and maybe both of you to think about this, too. It's like, all right, I want these Supreme Shocks. That's that's nothing new. These ride, 2s look very good. But I really, really want the Air Max 98 Gundam, and I keep not buying them. I tell Mike this all the time, too. I keep not buying them because they're so expensive in my size. But if I just like put together all the little prices of these little shoes I buy, I could have bought a pair of Gundam 98s. Forever. And like I always think that like man, just go buy a pair of Gundam 98s instead of like buying these shocks tomorrow. And I'm probably gonna buy these I'm gonna try to buy these shocks tomorrow. It's hard
1: to justify uh, an Air Max purchase that's so expensive because you know they're not gonna last as long as like a you know like a Jordan one or something because of that dang air bubbles. Like if I if this dies in like what they're already five, six years old, you got another what five years on the max.
2: And and I I feel like it's like it's like saving the real the real kinky stuff for marriage, right? Like, you, you can't just, like, in dating, pull out all the stops. So, I have to have something to look forward to. I have so many shoes. I need to just let another decade go by before the Gundam's retro. And, like, okay, man. I've always... We, we've been married. Now, at that point, I've been married to shoes, like, damn. Like, going close to 30 years at that point. Probably when the Gundam's come out. I'd, like, me shoes. We've been together a long time, baby. Can I finally had those Gundams?
1: Okay, take that <laughs> back. Do not take Gun any shoes from, from Robbie. I don't know what he's done to them.
3: <laughs> Gundam it, Robbie. Like You are a poet laureate when it comes to sexy stranger 50 Shades of Grey shoe fiction. All right. no, I was just going to say this. That's the gift and the curse of being a sneakerhead. It's not the big money items that kill you. It's the umpteenth general release that you bought just because you were in line and you're like, oh, 30% off? Let me go ahead and take some of these.
1: Story of my life. <laughs> that is this
3: guy.
2: Man, I just... Adidas hit me with that spend 100 to get $30 off email. Did either one of you get that? Mike, you got that? You uh, got I me. did. I need to go I back
1: bought- and give something. I want to buy the Supernova Cushion 7s. But uh, they're going to get me. That's how it goes,
2: um, man. I-, I bought tons. I bought... Five different clothing items, like workout tank top, like summery things, like lighter things. And right after I did that, I felt an amount of guilt. So I went into my closet and I donated. Literally, I dropped it off at the donation house this morning. Donated a whole like all my old gym stuff. I'm like, all right, yeah. you but keep buying freaking gym clothes. You don't obviously you don't work all that much. Um, you know, you can fucking get rid of the old stuff.
1: Yeah, so, Adidas though new got way. me. Makes sense. My son doesn't need soccer hard to, cleats. To go so. with the, owl,
2: though. the old out's hard, your hard to get out. The
3: old hard to get out. Size 10 and a half, Mike. Because I got you. If that's the case. No, he's
1: a twelve little little kid. Twelve. So he's starting soccer uh, on July second, and we need cleats for him. Uh, and you know, my wife, my parents are like, "Oh, just give him some, you know, give him some, you know, regular cleats." I'm like, "No, this is not. We're not. He's not going out there mm-hmm. looking like just regular." <laughs> you know regular who his dad regular. is? You know, you know who his dad is? We're not going out there looking regular. He may not know what the heck he's doing, which he actually does, but at least got to look a you know, little, little stylish right now. Well, for sure.
2: Mike on the court.
1: You know who I am. <laughs> on the court, on the pitch, Mike's Son, <laughs> You know
2: who she I, I know am. Me? No, I just okay, said Mike bye. wearing
3: a... A basketball top like this, regardless of what the weather is out there, and he has his own whistle that he blows at inopportune
1: times. <laughs> Shh, don't rule the plans. Don't tell him the plan.
2: <laughs> you blow it? You're like, I make my own calls.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to cut my own card pack, so just start yellow carding kids randomly. Just, why not?
2: It'd be even better if you made your own cards, like a purple card.
1: Yeah. I I'm swag. giving you the salmon
3: card because your play was a little fishy. <laughs> no,
2: nah, yeah, no, your because your foot game's a little fishy. Your your ah, boots you. called boots in soccer, right? Your boots are fishy. Boots. Throw the salmon card. Get
1: on your boots. Throw the trash card at them. Boo! Get those out of here. Basura. Oh, that's All right. This combo's.
2: <laughs> this combo's getting weird. This combo's getting weird. We're, we got to call it a day. Um, thank you, everybody. Weird for tuning in to another fantastic episode of the podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe to this. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on your favorite streaming service, um, make sure you leave a review, whatever you can to support. It really helps. I'm Robbie. You can find me at Sneaker History. Mike, where can they find you?
1: Sneaker History, you can find me on YouTube at Mike Guillory and on Instagram, Twitter, at MadWatcher789 it,
2: where are
3: you at, buddy? I'm on Twitter, at Roheasy, on Instagram, at M 13 on the Exhaust Notes podcast with Nick Engvall, who we miss you. Nick, please stay cold in a house that has a broken AC. There's nothing worse in the summer. So you uh-huh. are in our thoughts and prayers.
2: All right. Peace, everybody. Thanks.
1: See you, everybody.